once again, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimak, and it is October the 19th, and it's great to be back with you once again. Second day in a row that we're doing the podcast. You know, that that, that break last week to, it really did me good, so I thank you for understanding. You were very nice with your comments, and I really appreciate that. In case you didn't hear my explanation of what went on last week, uh, check out yesterday's podcast. And, and I talk more about it. You know, really what it comes down to, sometimes you just got to take a break and let the Lord recharge your batteries uh, so that uh, at least I do. And, and I think we all do so that I can uh, continue to to share with you and, and continue to help you continue to help you uh, as we walk together, as we walk together, trying to find the Lord. And I'm going to today's uh, today's topic, I think, is. It's it's one that you're going to find appealing. It's one that you're going to find attractive. But see, this is this is the funny thing. When when I heard the gospel, and it's based on the gospel from today's mass, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this to you. And when you hear the gospel at first, it's one of those wake up messages. You know, one of those wake up, get ready messages. Don't let your guard down. That we're going to hear more and more of as the church year winds to a close. The church wants to make sure that we are not slacking off, that we're going to be prepared to meet the Lord either at the second coming or when we die. It's, it's going to happen. One of those two things is going to happen first, so we might as well get ready, right? And that's, that's the message. But when I heard this gospel today, and that's a really valid message, and it's one that obviously is going to come through. But you don't need me, when I read this gospel, you don't need me to tell you that. So you're going to get that message. But there's an even more important, I mean, no, I shouldn't say more important. There's a message from this that you, you can miss from this in this gospel. There's a message you can easily miss. And it's one that you don't want to miss because it's going to make you feel really good and it will help you in your effort to deal with whatever it is that you're dealing with. This message is going to bring you peace. It's an offer of help. It's an offer of assistance. And it is all too easy to miss. You know, once, um, several years ago, I was talking to a priest friend of mine, and he said, Gary, you know what you're doing? You are giving your audiences the basics. You're giving them the basics of the Catholic faith. But he said they need the basics because they don't realize the basics. And, and, and I believe that, and I consider that a, a, a real compliment because that's exactly what I try to do. Jesus Christ is real. And everything he says in the Gospels is practical. And we need to hear it. And it's actually going to help us. Sometimes we look at the Lord's words in the Gospels and think, oh man, he's really making it tough on me. Nothing but rules and regulations and then the church, oh, the church. But really, and, and you know, I, I'm, I'm being a little facetious here, but seriously, he's giving us the recipe for happiness. And boy, did I ever fight it for so many years. I fought it because I thought this is just boring and it's not practical. I was wrong. Let me officially admit that I was wrong. So that's why I'm passionate about proclaiming the good news, because it's all good news. It's good news. Not only in sacred scripture and in the teachings of the church are you going to find the secret for getting to heaven, which you are, the secret to doing God's will, 
which you will discover, but you're also going to find out the answer to peace and happiness in this life. And that's a point we too often miss. And that's a point I am all too happy to bring to you. You know, you, you, you don't have to twist my arm to want to share that message because it's a great message. And it's one that is greeted with enthusiasm. Who doesn't want to be happy? Who doesn't want to be at peace? Who doesn't want to break free from the burden of worry? And yet, unfortunately, too many times, we limit the Lord, or we expect too little from Him. My message to you today and every day and in all of my books is, expect big things from the Lord. He's a big God, and He wants to give you some really, really big and good things. So that's the, that's the topic of today. See, so it's going to be all good. So now you, if you're on the fence about sticking around for the, for the entire 30 minutes, now you might think twice, right? Anyway, I hope you're going to be able to hang out with me. It's going to be a fun show. And uh, it, it is beautiful here today. Just got back from a walk. I was talking to the Lord in prayer as I walked around the neighborhood. It's a beautiful fall day today here in southern New Jersey. I hope that wherever you are, the weather is good and you're doing well. I, I really do. Because I know you might not be in a good place today. And, and I hope that, and, and you know, I pray for you, Eileen, and I prayed for you this morning. And I hope that if you're not in a good place, and you might not be, I pray that by the end of the show, you're in a little bit of a better place. And I think that's that's what it is with our faith, you know? These prayers, uh, they help. Reading Scripture helps. Not always all at once, but gradually. And if by the time we're done talking, and we're going to pray too, so if by the end of the, the this program... You're feeling slightly better after we read Scripture, after we talked about Scripture, after we prayed together. Then praise God, it was a success. You know, even if you feel a tiny bit better, accept it, you know, and thank God for it. Because it's always better, always, always, always better to feel a little bit more peaceful, right? Maybe not all the way. Maybe it's going to take some time, but... If you feel a little bit better, isn't that worth it? So that's what we're going to go for today. A little bit better than uh, than when we started. And and I, I'm going to say the same thing for me. I'm doing pretty good today. I'm feeling good. God's been good to me. It's been a productive day for me with my, my work. And uh, I was able to get to Mass today. I'm, I'm feeling good. But by the end of this show, after hanging out with you and Jesus... I'm going to count on feeling better. Now, let's pray now, and let's today speak directly to Jesus, because we're going to be hearing from him in the gospel today. You know, as we as we do, we, we switch it up a little bit. Sometimes we talk to the Father, sometimes we, saw, we talk to Jesus, and sometimes I'll even address my, my opening prayer to the Holy Spirit. But today, let's talk right to Jesus, and I would ask you to join me, but first, just just pause for a minute and think about the fact that he is in our midst. He's with us. Where two or three are gathered in his name, he's with us, all right? I'm one, you're two, and I know there's more. He's with us, right? We're gathering in his name. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for being here. You know, Lord, you're a busy guy, but I am so grateful for the fact that you always make time to be with us in prayer and wherever we go. 
Lord, sometimes we lose sight of you. Sometimes we fail to uh, recognize your presence with us. Sometimes we fail to realize that you want to help us. So today, Lord, we're going to take a minute and recognize that you are in our midst and that you are standing by ready to help us. You don't want us to suffer through life on our own. You don't want us to fix all of our own problems because we can't, and that's why we get frustrated and anxious. You don't want to desert us. You want to be with us. You don't want us to be lonely because you're always with us. So, Lord, we turn to you now. We lift up our intentions. We pray for our family and friends, all who have asked for our prayers. We pray for our country, our world. We pray for the church. We pray for all who are grieving today the loss of a loved one. We pray for those who are sick. We pray for their healing, Lord. We pray for all of us that in this half hour we can hear your message and respond to it. And lastly, I pray, Lord, that you give me what I need to deliver your message. Send your Spirit so that I can deliver the message that you want me to deliver. Help me, Lord, not get in your way. I ask this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, there we go. We prayed. Something's going to happen. Hey, uh, welcome to the program. My name is Gary Zimek. This is Following the Truth. Just quickly, since today is Tuesday, I want to remind you that on Wednesday, tomorrow, at 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time, I will be doing my regular segment on the Sunrise Morning Show. We've been going through my latest book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. Now, over the past three weeks, we've talked about the first three chapters. And the first three chapters are all having to do with the fact that we need to know God. You know, in life, in order to find peace and happiness, we need to know, love, and serve God. So we've been talking for the past three weeks on EWTN Radio about knowing God. And the three facts that I chose for the book, I do a chapter on each one. God loves you, God is with you, and God is bigger than your problems. If there are three things you need to know about God, now, obviously, there's a lot more to each one of those uh, those facts than, than, than just that. You know, this is not just, we want, just not want to spew this out. God knows me, God loves me, and God's with me. Um, I'm sorry, God loves me, God is with me, and God is bigger than my problems. We've we got to understand the, the substance of that, because that's, that's pretty deep stuff. And, and that is what I chose in the section for loving God, for knowing God. Now, tomorrow on the EWTN segment, we're going to delve into loving God, which is the second part of the book. The book is divided into three parts. Loving God, what does that consist of? Well, first, we need to love God with our mind or with our will. I've, I've got, it's got to begin with my thoughts and that desire. I, am, I, am, I have this desire to love God. What does that look like? So if you get a chance, 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time, tomorrow, Wednesday, the 20th of October, on EWTN Radio on the Sunrise Morning Show, tune in and we'll talk about it, okay? And then, God willing, I'm going to be back here for another episode of Following the Truth in the Afternoon. Followingthetruth.com is my website if you want to head on over and find out more about my work. Maybe sign up for my daily email, Reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, or... 
pick up a copy of Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. It can all be found at followingthetruth.com. You know, one thing just popped into my head that I did want to mention with you. I wrote a book for Dynamic Catholic a few years ago. It's called Stop Worrying and Start Living. It's a uh, 365, actually 366-day devotional with a Bible verse and a a reflection for each day uh, of the year. It's it's really uh, been a successful book, and I'm so grateful for all of the support that I've gotten on the project. And God's really been good to me with, with my books, but especially that one. Um, it's, it's done really well. But the book has been out of stock for, I guess, about a month now. When, whenever Dynamic Catholic starts promoting the book and they send out uh, daily email reflections with quotes from the book, it always tends to sell out. And not only did it sell out at Dynamic Catholic, it sold out on Amazon and Barnes & Noble as well. So I checked with Dynamic Catholic, and they expect to have the book in maybe in another few weeks. It should be in the first week of November. So if you're interested in picking up a copy of Stop Worrying and Start Living, uh, make sure you check out, um, you know, stay tuned, and I'll, I'll send out more more information once the book is back in stock. Or if you have the opportunity to attend one of my up t- upcoming talks, and my full schedule is on my website at followingthetruth.com, if you're going to be in uh, the area of one of my talks, I do have copies of the book, and I will be selling them at the talks. Okay, so head on over to followingthetruth.com for more. All right, I mentioned that I want to talk about the gospel from today's Mass, and and at first glance, it's it's a tough, it's kind of tough love here, kind of like a wake-up call. And um, those are tough gospel passages, but they're necessary. Look, we, we, we kid ourselves if we try to think that we've got plenty of time and one day we can take care of everything we lack or all the times in life that we're, we're not serving the Lord when we're just serving ourselves and all, all the sins we committed. You know, we have the opportunity now. Today's all we got. This is all that's guaranteed is this moment in time. So if it's been... A long time since I've been to confession, I need to make sure I get there ASAP because, first of all, it's going to make me feel better. But second, God can't give his mercy to somebody who doesn't want to accept it. So unless we go and accept the mercy, you know, we're not going to get it. So I tend to be a procrastinator. It's easy to procrastinate, especially if it's something you don't want to do. You know, and for a lot of people, confession is something that gets put off. I would just urge you don't do that because you don't know. If you're going to be here tomorrow, none of us do. And, and that's what you're going to hear in this gospel. But I have a, another message that really jumped out at me today that I really, really think is going to please you when you hear it. Let's take a look at this gospel. It's Luke chapter 12. It's short, only three verses. Verses 35 through 38. Jesus said to his disciples, Gird your loins and light your lamps and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen. I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Okay, so you really don't need me to do a lot of interpretation with this passage. It it kind of speaks for itself. The Lord's coming again at an unexpected time. He's coming again in glory. The world will end at that point, and uh, the devil will finally be defeated once and for all. 
officially. And, and, and so that's happening. There is going to be a second glorious coming of Christ. But also, you and I, and we don't know when that is, and he said number, numberless, numberless, numberless times, uh, or countless times, whatever the right word is, I'm not sure, uh, countless times, that we're not going to know exactly when he is coming. And there's also that matter of our death. We don't know exactly when that's happening either. We kid ourselves if we think we do. Uh, and, and I don't tell you that to, to freak you out or make you uneasy, but, but it's, it's, it is a wake-up call. You know, so just be ready. We need to be ready every day. And I need to remember this because I was thinking today, uh, earlier in the day, and then I, I, I thought about it more when I walked today. There, there were some people in my life who I'm not sure I have completely forgiven. You know, and that's bad. That's, that's not good. And I know that Jesus expects more from me. Yeah, I've forgiven them as an act of the will, but I, I tend to backslide. You know, I might forgive them today, and then tomorrow I'm starting to get the bad feelings are starting to come around. So I'm, I'm realizing that the, the solution for, for this, it's the solution for worry and so many things. It's twofold. Number one, I need grace to help me. And that's why I try to go to confession and receive Holy Communion as often as possible. But I also need to control the way I think. So if I'm having a problem with somebody or what they did to me, the worst thing for me to do is to replay the offense. And I don't know if you do this, but I have a tendency to do this. And then to come up with responses, ways to get back at them with my words. And I play it out in my mind. Okay, they say this, and then I'm going to say that. And I've realized that this is a serious problem for me, and I am working on this, and I I recognize, I I know I should have thought of this before, and I kind of did, but it really uh, hit home, I guess, earlier today, that the way to control this, these problems always start when I begin playing these scenarios in my mind. You know, going back to the offenses or what they, I, sometimes I just make this stuff up. Now, I bet if, if they say this, here's what I'm going to say. That just gets me in trouble. And that sort of gets in the way of me really from the heart forgiving these people. So I got to control what I think about. It's the same thing with worry. Worry is just replaying doomsday scenarios and what if cases in your head. And the more you do that, the worse you're going to feel. So it, it begins in the mind, and that's something that I can do. And I tell you this, not so much to explain that this is how we get around committing certain sins and um, how we can get closer to the Lord by working on our mind, but I tell you this because I want you to know that it came upon me today as I was praying that I got to get working on this in a hurry because all I have is today. You know, there's nothing guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So I want to make sure that I take it seriously today. And I think this gospel passage is a good reminder to all of us. If there's some unfinished business in your life, something you got to do to get good with God, today's the day. Or make that vow, like today I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go to confession this weekend. I'm going to really start trying to get to Mass more frequently during the week, even if I can, so I can get extra grace. I'm going to start really letting the Lord speak to me through Scripture. I'm going to pray more. Whatever it is, make some kind of a resolution today. That's important. Now, here's here's what 
stood out at me. I mean, obviously, that's the standard message from this, this gospel passage. But here's what stood out at me. When Jesus said to his disciples, and, and that's you and me, he's not talking to uh, the general public. He's talking to his followers. You know, he's not talking to unbelievers here. He's talking to the believers. That's us. Jesus said, gird your loins and light your lamps and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. This is what got me today. If you are struggling with anything, if you got a problem in your life, some sort of a crisis, some sort of a burden of any kind, that always comes along with the presence of Jesus. He always shows up and knocks on the door whenever you have a problem. So if there's something you're struggling with in life right now, and I'll be honest, I've got things, and I'm sure you have something right now that might be causing you stress, that might feel like a burden. Well, that's the knock on the door. Jesus would not allow that problem in your life if he didn't come along with it. Knocking at the door saying, okay, I got a problem for you, but I want to help you with it. You know, sometimes we downplay his involvement with these problems in life, with the storms. Yeah, he doesn't will evil, but he sure as heck permits it. You know, and that's where we get ourselves into trouble sometimes, don't you think? Because we we, we start doing this tap dancing around, well, the Lord doesn't send suffering, the Lord doesn't send storms. Well, yeah, he does. He sends them, and again, he doesn't will evil. If somebody says something bad to you or offends you in some way or betrays you, he doesn't will that. He doesn't want them to do that. He didn't make them do that, but he allowed it. See, he could have stopped it, but he didn't. So however you want to spin it, we got to start accepting the fact that the Lord lets these storms come into our lives. And oftentimes he wills them. He makes them happen. Why? Because it's the only way that we can, he can get our attention enough to let us grow closer to him, to him. There's nothing like a good storm to get us to remember God, right? So if you've got a problem in your life, God's all powerful. He could stop these things from coming your way if he wants to. But what if he doesn't? Well, then he intends to bring good out of it. Good for you. You know, it's not going to help him. How you respond to your storm that you're going through is not going to help him at all. He's perfectly happy on his own. But it's going to help you and me to grow closer to him. You know how hard that is to see? Sure, it's really hard to see. Because when we have a problem, the first thing we want to do is get rid of it. You know, and then there's some of these problems in life that we can't get rid of. And that's what causes people like me to begin to worry. When I can't control a negative situation, I want to control it. And that's why I start to, to become anxious. So if the Lord lets you, if, 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 he, if he lets a storm into your life, he fully intends to bring good out of it. But what has to happen is you have to respond. Every storm is an opportunity to grow closer to Jesus. So with the storm comes the knock on the door. So he's knocking on your door right now. He will not force that door open though. He wants to help you. He wants to give you peace in the midst of that storm. 
but he's waiting for you to open the door. Obviously, the solution is to open the door. To open the door, to open it immediately, as it says in the gospel, and when the master comes and knocks, or when Jesus comes and knocks, let him in. And if you have a problem, he's knocking. Let him in and and ask for his help. You know, there was, I forget what was going on the other day, some, one of these dumb problems that was just a real pain. I, I had to schedule somebody to come and do some work around the house, you know, and it was one, it was just a pain because every, Eileen had something to do one day and then the girls were busy and I couldn't do it this time and that time and the guy was getting impatient and we really were lucky to find somebody to address a, a, a problem with our house that nobody else wanted to touch. So it was like a, you know, it was, it was a difficult job and he's willing to do it. And I was becoming stressed out that I couldn't match up my schedule with his. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, we're going to lose this guy. And he's really, we really want him to do the work. So finally, knucklehead me remembered that I'm supposed to pray about this. You know, sometimes it's just, I just think to pray about the big things. And it's the little things, the everyday things that I forget about, forget to pray about. But yet they're the ones that cause me the most stress. So duh, right? <laughs> I'm really guilty of that. So I prayed about it. It worked out. And uh, I think we got everything situated. But just pray about everything. It, it don't if, Look, if a problem's enough, big enough to cause you stress, pray about it. Just keep remembering that, you know. And, and let the Lord help you with it. And just the mere act of inviting him in, even if nothing changes externally, oftentimes just a mere act of saying, Lord, help me, turning him in prayer, yields a little bit of peace. So you might start to feel a little bit peaceful, more peaceful, even after you do that. And then just let it unfold and see what he does. He doesn't always tidy up the circumstances so that you're not dealing with them anymore. Oftentimes what he just does is give you peace. As the old saying goes, sometimes Jesus calms the storm, sometimes Jesus calms the sailor, right? Doesn't always take the storm away, but he will give you that peace if you ask him. But you got to keep asking him. You know, he's a persistent knocker. He's knocking every day. So just keep inviting him in and, uh, and and take advantage of the sacraments too. It's big, big time, big time source of grace. I'm able to go to daily mass. Not everybody is. If you can, maybe a couple extra times a week other than Sunday, it's going to make a difference in your life. And if it's been a long time for confession, do it this weekend or sooner if it's important enough, you know, um, depending on what kind of sins you have on your soul. Hey, look, I'm going to be praying for you. I, I've been praying for you. I'll keep it up. Would you please pray for me too? And it's great to be able to be walking with you um, uh, through this show, through the newsletter, through my books, through my live talks. And again, if you need anything, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. All right, I'm going to get ready to run now. Don't forget to open that door for Jesus because he really is standing there and he's knocking. Hear that knock on the door? That, that's him. You go answer the door. I'm going to go tend to whatever it is that I have to tend to and 6.35 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow on the Sunrise Morning Show. I'll be there. Hope you will as well if you can. And I'll be here tomorrow afternoon as well. God bless you. Have a great night. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.